Hey, this is Noah. Sorry I couldn't hook you guys up with another juicy intro for another juicy episode of the Skeleton Crew last week. I was out of town, but I'm back, baby. And you better bet your sweet cheeks that this one is juicy, okay? This one is good. The characters are leaving it all out there. This could be their final mission. Before we start the episode, make sure you're over on our Discord. Come say hi. We're always on there talking about this, that, and the other. All right. And make sure you're following us on Twitter at Flash Fantasy for any updates about our shows, this one and Riftwalkers. Our other show, which is DD, a lot of fun, really good. Go check it out. Here's the Skeleton Crew. time as the skeleton crew navigated their way inside a strange monastery. They were guests to three enigmatic figures, who they may have recognized from the many Sith artifacts they'd collected over their journey. They'd been introduced as the father, the daughter, and the son. And before anything could go any further, they were interrupted as a bedraggled popo stumbled into the main room of the monastery where the crew stood, something off. And as his eyes lit up a strange hue, Dr. Drell Bogo voice echoed through the stone halls. Now, with Popo still standing in front of everybody, or at least Popo's form, and Skoga just having said, Popo ate Drell, <laughs> the Popo that you see kind of cocks its head and it's like, what? No, idiot! It's just me. I'm controlling him, you see. Like telekinesis or something? Or, or have you uploaded yourself into Papo? No, no. I have no need of such things. What I have need of is your assistance, which, if you remember, you promised me. You see these three before you, and he motions toward the father and the son and the daughter. And Drell, as Popo says. Now these here are force users. Powerful force users. Many people have legends about what they are, what they do, how they keep balance to the force, and how everything is channeled through this very point in space and time. You, my friends, are on the planet Mortis. Or, I'm not even sure if planet's the right word. But you are on Mortis. Now, at this point, the father kind of comes forward and says, You are an intruder here and are unwelcome. You must leave. All of you must leave. But you, and he points at Popo, most of all. And Popo just kind of raises his hands and shakes his head. He's like, now, now, that's no way to treat an honored guest such as myself. I've been working up to this point for quite some time. Perhaps you should get to the point, Drell. These guys really seem like they do mean business. I would hate to uh, force their hand. Now, now, I have a very simple task that I need to accomplish elsewhere on the planet. My request for you all is that you just keep these three occupied while I complete that task. And the father glances back at the daughter and he says, no, no, you, then you're the one responsible. 
Yes, yes. But don't you worry, she'll be dead before long, and you not too soon after. Uh, Skoga, Gordax, Track, Wes, if you don't mind putting your pros to work one more time and just, uh, knocking these folks down a notch while I tend to my affairs, I'd greatly appreciate it, and you'll be greatly rewarded. Now, Drell, I agree we did take this job, but you know, the things you are saying, they're getting kind of squirrely. This is the kind of stuff like a bad guy says. So, would you mind terribly if you could just fill us in on some of the details of what you're doing, just so I can be a bit more at ease with what I'm supposed to be doing? Oh, Skoga, Skoga, Skoga. Good, bad, what's it even matter? There's the dark side of the force, there's a the light side of the force, and of course there should be balance between them, that's what everyone says. That's what a few colleagues of mine would like you to believe. But I think that there should just be one side of this conflict. And that's my side. What's the reward? The reward, my dear boy, is everlasting life, billions of credits, and a galaxy that you can control and direct at your whim. That is, if I'm able to do as I will here. And at this point, the father is pushing past you all up to Popo, and he says, No, this must end immediately! And he holds out his hands, and Popo goes flying across the room and just smashes into the wall and breaks into pieces, his leg shattering, his chassis and torso like cracking apart as it splinters against the wall, and then he falls down and his head cracks into the ground. As he lifts his neck up, you know, his kind of eye screens broken, one of them still flickering. Drell's voice is still echoing out of it, and he says, They would have you caged, my friends. They would have you slaves to the wills of the Force. You are not agents of your own being. You do not make your own choices. They make them for you. I seek to free you and the whole galaxy. Uh, Track is kind of like, looks a little crestfallen. He's like, I just fixed that droid. <laughs> As he's saying that, Gordax had kind of been working his way over across the room, following the path that Popo had flown. He pulls out his blaster and is going to attempt to shoot whatever looks like Popo's voice box to shut Drell up. All right, go for it. All right, Gordax rolled two successes on his attack, which will deal eight damage. I think you inflict two wounds on Popo and the droid shuts down. Uh, Anyways, I'm sorry about this. We don't know anything about what's going on. And perhaps it's best if we talk about some things before... Oh, don't mind this. And Gordax reholsters his blaster very gingerly and non-threateningly. Yes, where were we? You have brought a great evil to our monastery, to our world. You threaten the very fabric of the galaxy with just your being here. The father is just looking between all of you and fuming. And he says, I am finding it difficult to restrain myself. I should allow my son to strike you all down where you stand. Okay, now before you go and do that, what if we can take this evil back off of Mortis with us? So here's the thing. We didn't know anything about what Drell was planning. We didn't even know that we were coming here. And honestly, I'm pretty sure Drell's not even his real name. 
So I, I don't know what goes on here. It seems kind of important. You and your son and your daughter, you guys seem like a, uh, some sort of a holy trinity or something. But here's what I'm saying. I am willing to forego a few billion credits if it really means that the galaxy won't be destroyed. But is there anything that you could tell us about Drell or what he might be trying to do? The father looks back at his incapacitated daughter and he just shakes his head and he says, I do not know what he is exactly, but he has an energy reminiscent of my son's. It is a dark energy, pure darkness, more powerful than I, more powerful than... And he's looking around, he's like, where is my son? Where is he? And he looks and he sees an open door at the end of the hall and he says, no, no, he must have gone after him. I would like to interject and to take more time, but we did not bring that evil. That evil brought us. We don't even know really where we are. We don't know what's going on. Well, he was correct. This is Mortis. It is a conduit for the Force, cosmic and living. All things that pass through here pass into the galaxy at large. And it is myself and my daughter and my son who keep that balance safe. If this being wishes to disrupt that, then they wish to bring a great chaos to the galaxy. I cannot ensure that it will result in its destruction, but there will be death on a monumental scale that none have ever seen before. That seems like a negative. Addressing the group, Skuga says, All right, well, guys, this would not be the first employer that I betrayed, and so far, it seems like the father here, and Skoga crosses himself, seems like father here. He's kind of putting a compelling case for why we should join him. So as much as I love billions of credits, we already got the ship out of the deal. So it's good enough for me. That ship was like a billion credits itself. So anyway, I vote that we head with the father to go find Drell. Wes uh, pipes up. He says, yeah, I think that if we want to spend those billions of credits that we would get having uh, trillions of lives lost in a great massacre that the galaxy has never seen would be a negative. So uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm with Skog on this one. I'm also fairly certain this isn't the first time that our employer has been a hidden Sith Lord, dark side user, bad guy. I distinctly call Riyadh. We actually have a really, really great ability of finding ancient forest places and leading the wrong people to them. <laughs> I, I think it's called bad judgment. Oh, Bog. There you are. Would have guessed that taking billions of credits to find four Sith eggs would lead you here. It's really is just incredible. Track interjects and says, I do want to add that a cornered animal will say or do almost anything to preserve itself. But... I have also learned in my days that those with evil intentions keep their motives and reasons to themselves. Between the two, Drell, our employer, who I have nothing against at this, until this point, he didn't give us many reasons or explanations. Whereas this uh, father, he has tried to explain things, which makes me feel that he is on the side of what is, I guess, considered right. The way I see things... The universe and galaxy has continued to exist without a problem for however long this father has been around. So possibly in this case, doing nothing would be morally superior to doing something. So we should just leave, you're saying? Yes, preferably with Drell. 
Now, now, Wes, I, <clears throat> I, to all of your points, I think being with you all has brought about a certain change in my moral philosophies, but I, for one, do not hope to bring any sort of, or watch, mind you, as any sort of destruction befalls these fine individuals here. But perhaps there could be something in the works for all of us. I think one, we should stop drill. I, I'm agreed on that. But to Skoga's point of foregoing billions of credits, well, perhaps we can work something out there too. I seem to remember you have a pal, Wes the Watcher, who is very well connected, and perhaps it wouldn't hurt to get on the good side of, um, and he just kind of gestures towards the father, y you know, can help us out a bit with that. But I'm getting ahead of myself. And he now turning towards the father. You said he's after something, and he said he's after something, actually. Do you have any idea what that is? Yes, please share this information with us. It may be the difference between us joining one side or the other. I could not say. There are, there are many places upon this world that are hubs of force energy. Perhaps he is accessing one of these hubs. If so, it could be dangerous. There are also weapons here for the express purpose of killing our beings. If we were to expire, it is my hope that the galaxy would go on as it would, and balance would remain. Though if a force such as this one you call Drell that you have brought here were to supplant us, I fear that instead of balance reigning throughout the galaxy, his own purposes would do so. He spoke of destroying the will of the Force, but I imagine he only seeks to replace it with his own will, such as the folly of man. So you're saying he wants to force his will on the galaxy? Uh, the father takes out a Glock, and he shoots Trando. <laughs> 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 the father cocks an eyebrow at Track, and he says, Yes, that is true. All right, well, look, I think I speak for everybody when I say we're in. Do you know where Drell is right now? We can just head over there. Shot right between the eyes normally does it, if not full decapitation. At least that's my plan. You don't happen to have some sort of, I don't know, like, um, force tracking type move or force teleport type move where you could just zip us all over to him. Lickety split. No. I do not. Also, if Papo was being remote controlled by Drell, what if we were able to reverse the trace back to Drell? I mean, I don't know how to do that. I'm not the computer guy. That was actually kind of Papo. Yeah, yeah, Wes says, well, I know a thing or two about computers, but that really sounds like something that we want Papo to do. And it seems that Papo's no longer being remote controlled, so any signal that may have been once trackable is gone. Father, can you help? Could your daughter help if we could help her? No. She is being weakened by whatever power this Drell character is imbuing into our world. Can we find the source of that power? Can you sense it? Move south, where the dark side takes root. There, you will find the sanctuary of my son. But there, you will also find the hub of this dark energy. Hopefully, this is where this Drell is. Hopefully, this is where you can stop him. All right, cool. Um, I guess we'll head out, and do you want us to, like, 
Are you going to meet us there, or are you just going to chill here? I cannot leave my daughter's side when she is in such a state. All right, cool, that sounds good. All right, guys, I guess we're heading south. And you did mention that this world has weapons that are designed to kill your kind, if Drell really is a person of equal or greater power of yourselves, you wouldn't happen to have any of those lying around here, would you? No. Though, there is a dagger. It is hidden here. It can control my children and kill myself, which would rob them of their immortality. But it could kill Drell. Yes. I think if he is something like unto myself, it could do it, though I do not know what he is, and it could be disastrous to face him alone. Can I make a negotiation check to try to convince him to give us the dagger yeah, for a go for it. That'll be three difficulty, I'll say. And I got a success. The father, he looks at Track and then nods and then closes his eyes and says, Wait here, just a moment. I will retrieve it for you. But make me a promise. If you are not able to strike down this Drell character with the dagger, you must return here, so I may use it on myself. For if this Drell were able to control my children, he could wreak havoc on the galaxy. But if I die, they too will fall. We will do everything in our power to return it after we successfully kill Drell. And if we fail to kill him, well, we'll probably be dead. That is probably true. <laughs> but what have you got to lose if he's already going to throw everything into chaos anyways? The father kind of fades out, dissolving into specks of dust and ash that then float into the air and disappear. And you're left alone in this giant chamber in the monastery. The daughter stirs on the altar where she lies, but seems to be in a comatose state almost. Oh, I don't think there's anything we can do for her if he didn't mention it. Uh, are we going to walk or are we going to try to take the ship to go after where Drell is? All he said was south. If I remember correctly, the ship wasn't really powering up very much. How do you <laughs> feel about this, Wes? I mean, dagger, walking, waiting for the guy, all of this is really just sort of running the mill stuff for us, to be honest. So this is just a Tuesday to you? Oh, maybe, maybe an exciting Friday, but... <laughs> I think we should go in there with a plan. Here's what I'm thinking. Now, if we had the time and the means, I would definitely go with an illusion cake bomb, like we tried on <laughs> Lahan. But I don't think we have that kind of time. Nor do we have the ingredients. Exactly. Well, I, I, have a, I have a question, actually. Now hear me out, but what if... What if Drell's kind of right? You know, like, whenever we meet force people, like, they always talk about the will of the force and yada, 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 and it's always like, oh, it's just it's just chance, or it's like, you know, we don't really choose, or I don't know. I, I'm not really one with the force. I never have been. Here's how I see it. On the one hand, we have the father and his children pulling the strings. On the other hand, we would have Drell pulling the strings. Because when Drell was talking, he was telling us about rewards such as billions of credits and being able to manipulate the galaxy as we see fit. Um, and so it doesn't sound like to me that Drell was planning on stepping back after he does whatever he does. More of a hands-on approach for him. 
So this is what I'm thinking. What if we go there and we tell him, here, you can have this dagger. And then while he's going to grab the dagger, that's when we jump him. Maybe Gordax shoots him or something. And we could just like stun him. And then we take him off planet. And then we sort things out then. Well, I have a separate question. One, does anyone happen to have any detonite? That really worked out for us well in a pinch one time ago. And I figure if you could mold it, you might even be able to make it look like the dagger. I think Skoga knows what I'm talking about. I mean, that could be a pretty good trap. I do not have any detonite. Unfortunately, I used up all of mine in that explosion <laughs> ten years ago. Um, uh, Never got any more. <laughs> nope. Never touched it again. The father rematerializes then at you know the edge of your group and walks slowly toward you. He seems haggard, drained, and he almost stumbles as he falls to the ground and he looks up and he says, it's, it's already taken. It's already gone. The, the dagger, it's missing. This, this drill must have gotten it. I cannot, uh, my children cannot retrieve it. They are unable to, but whatever you brought here, he must be using it somehow to affect the planet. Please, we don't have much time. You must hurry. And he collapses. Wes puts on his hero face right before the father collapses, and he's about to get a, you know, a stirring speech about, don't worry, stay here, we'll take care of it. And then father collapses, and you see Wes begin. He lifts an hand, and he's got his hand up, and he's about to start, and claps. Closes his hand, looks towards Skoga, looks towards Gordax. Uh... I guess we should take care of this. Um, kill Drax then? You want to say Drell? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> kill Drell then? Is, uh, we all agreed on killing Drell? Is that, uh... Uh, I suppose that's it. We better get going. All right, I guess we're heading south then. Which way is south? Y yeah, he never pointed it out. I think it's this way, Gordak says, and he just points out the door the exact direction they came and starts walking out. <laughs> Even though we're not Force-sensitive per se, are we able to sense some sort of a evil presence in any direction or a dark Force presence? I don't know what you're talking about, Will. I'm pretty sure Skoga's Force-sensitive. Maybe not sense, but as you step outside the monastery, you see not from where you came from, but a little to the right, perpendicular to the monastery. It's just this, like, red and black roiling storm over this, like, darkened capped citadel. And Bog's like, Gordax! What if we went there instead? Uh, exactly as I was suspecting. And he begins walking in that direction now. <laughs> Is What's the weather like here? Calm. There's no wind at all. Is there daylight? Kind of. It's more like twilight. Like, it's bright out, but there's just, like, there's no sun. It's, but there's still light. It's strange, ambient light. The father did say the sun was missing. Bog takes out a Glock and shoots himself. <laughs> <laughs> Track starts walking at a brisk pace towards the evil red and black citadel on the horizon. Yeah, Skoga's gonna double time it. Sure, I think the group moves with the, uh, the appropriate vigor thinking that the galaxy may depend on their actions. Uh, yeah, after about a half hour of straight jogging and sprinting, you're all pretty out of breath, and you have made zero progress in this journey. Uh, Bog's just, like, keeled over, like, holding onto his knees, and he's like, 
Okay, maybe we should have gone to the ship. This is something. Oh, now you want to go the direction I was going. I'm sorry. You wanted to go towards the big scary place in the sky, but... I wanted to go to the obvious place where the bad guy would be. Wes uh, comes out of his backpack and he says, or is it like in his clothes, he says... He comes out of his backpack? The reason that Bog is so tired is that Bog was actually carrying him in <laughs> Wes's backpack. <laughs> Wes folds himself and puts him in his backpack. But no, um, Wes just kind of reaches around, seeing Bog is so tired, sort of pats down his pockets and he says, I'm, well, it's not much, but uh, these are something. And he hands uh, Bog a package. And all it says is, Skoga's finest, Wookie Fingers. And he just turns to Skoga. Uh, even after the venture fell apart, I, I had to keep a bag or two for old time's sake. These expired like eight years ago. Oh, they're fine. They just make you put that on there because it's uh, it's, uh, it's all regulation. It's fine. It's fine. Just go ahead. It's a timeless classic bug. You know what? If you don't appreciate good food, then I will take them. And Skoga takes the package and he says, Now, last I checked, the ship wasn't working. However, I am more than willing to go back there and see if it's working right now. And he, like, throws one of the Wookiee fingers into his mouth and he starts chomping down. He gets food poisoning in the middle of the big climactic battle. He <laughs> <laughs> starts crapping himself. <laughs> As you're all dicking around, you see a figure flying towards you what looks like a large bat-like creature, about three meters tall. And as it comes down and lands at your feet, it curls into its wings and then takes the form of the sun, who looks beaten and bloodied, and he falls onto his knees. And he's just panting, and he's like, you, you brought that thing. No, no, we've already made this correction. He brought us. Big, big difference. And we're on our way to kill him, all right? So maybe if we can skip the whole chewing out thing and we can just figure out how to go to where Drell is so we can hurry up and shoot him or chop his head off or something, whatever works. I can take you there. But I need to regain my strength. Have you ever tried a Wookiee finger? Yeah. Have some of these. These will rejuvenate you. Guaranteed. It's on the box. He, he bats your hand aside as he stands up. And he says, I can take the smaller ones on my back and carry the other two. But you have to buy me time once we're there. You have to deal with him. Distract him. While I get in position. And then I can strike. All right. That that's all good, and I'm we can do this right away. One small thing: your father mentioned that uh, there's this thing called the Mortis Dagger that's missing, and we think he might have it. He has it. Yes. Does that mean you could turn on us at any minute, or is that not how that works? He uh, he won't use it. I don't know why. It's it's stuck into the earth, but it seems to be sapping some sort of energy. While it's doing that, he, he can't manipulate me. Then I say we go as fast as we can. Very well. Give me just one moment to, to, to catch my breath. Uh, what was your name? I am the son. Oh, you're not my son. Didn't say I was. Fair point. Um, son, I've seen that. That seems like I'm your father. That's weird to say. In any event, I'm... Who's the two small ones? Who's who's going in your 
climb. I'm confused about the logistics of this. The tall lizard and the fat lizard I'll carry in my claws. <laughs> I am no lizard. Not, well, not any lizard. You are the fat lizard, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> that, that all sounds good. Now, as for distracting him, have I ever told you about a Trandoshan standoff? It will work perfectly for this situation. Here's how it goes. There's a Trandoshan standing in the middle. You have, like, maybe six other people in kind of a ring all around them. Every Only six? Well, it doesn't actually matter, but it has to be an even number. Okay, remember that. So, you have everybody equally spaced out in a circle around the Trandoshan, okay? Everybody has their guns pointed at the Trandoshan, and what you do is then, on the count of three, everybody shoots. Then the Trandoshan drops to the ground, and everybody on the sides of the circle, they shoot the one opposite each other. That's why you have to have an even number of people in the circle, so that... The two people that were shooting towards the middle, when the Trandoshan drops down, boom, they shoot each other. That's what we need to have going on. Doesn't that mean we just kill each other? Now that I think about it, you're right. It's a lot easier when everybody is your enemy. Here, ooh, I, here, we'll adapt it. We'll have Drell be the Trandoshan in the middle, and then on the count of three, we tell him to keep standing, and then we just shoot him. That sounds like a better plan. And for good measure. One of us can shoot the ground, in case he does drop. Oh, good catch. So, I'd say we go in first with diplomacy, keep him talking. Second, with guns, keep him fighting. Third, well, that's where the sun comes in. If he hasn't gotten a shot off before one and two are done, then we're kind of uh, out of options. Just real quick, while we're on that topic, what if it does come to that? And, uh, and we can't stop him. I mean, we'll be too dead to really have to worry about, you know, the rest of the universe. So, as far as suicide missions go... I guess that's a viewpoint. All right, let's go. I, I don't want to be callous here, Bog, but uh, everyone you know and love is dead. Because of you. <laughs> oh, because... Of, oh, yeah. That, that's... Yeah, pretty, pretty callous. <laughs> Bog taking out his disruptor pistols and you know, loading up his blasters like, well, if it does come to that, um, Wes, I hated you the most. Wow. <laughs> Wes looks at Bog, and he looks around at everyone else, and says, that's, yeah, that, that's fair. Can't blame you for that. Well, as long as we're getting things off our chest, Gordax, you had the best cooking. Mm. Well, yeah, obviously. No one else really cooked. Yeah, well, if any of you guys ever made a meal that I ate, it paled in comparison to Gordax. I just want that to be out there. Well, if, if that's the kind of thing we're tossing around, then, then Skoga... You were the second best pilot. Wow, that's a that's a pretty big dig at the other guys. Um, <laughs> because I'm confident enough with myself to know that I'm not a very good pilot. Track, you were the best furniture salesman that I ever knew. Wes, you were the best. You were the best worker for the Watcher that I ever knew. I only knew one other worker, and he was an immortal muscle man that tried to kill us. So. I guess the bar wasn't too high, but anyway, you're still my favorite in terms of people working for the Watcher. Is there anything else anybody needs to get off their chest before we get going here? I'm just kind of waiting for Sonny here to lift off. Um. <clears throat> um. And Gordax, actually, you, you can see he's got several bullets of sweat dripping down his brow. <laughs> and... He just kind of breaks down with some tears coming out of his eyes now, and he says, 
You've always been there. I've never had a group like this before, and I think it's only fair that you, potentially the last friendly faces that I speak with, know the truth. The whole Butcher of Balasar gig is a sham. I didn't kill anyone on Balasar. I hid in a dumpster. I watched 40 gang members and 40 bandits fight each other in the streets. Meant to be coming after me and my group. They left me behind because they didn't want me mucking things up again. <laughs> and I hid. And at the end, I rolled out amidst the carnage. And my, my group came back and found me there. I had a bruise and cut on my hand and head because I tripped on my way inside the dumpster. <laughs> I actually knocked myself out on the way in. I don't remember anything of the battle. But they found me there. And, well, things changed after that. They put me second in command next to, next to Zolaris. And, well, honestly, ever since then, it's, uh, it's a fact about myself that I've not been proud of taking the claim and the infamy and anyways I'm glad you know glad to have gotten that off my chest oh, thanks for telling us that before the biggest fight of our lives <laughs> that you can't fight <laughs> honestly that's actually not where I thought that was going to go I was hoping for something more along the lines of what your relationship to Pickle is oh well if you want to know that then I guess I can tell you Pickle? Now, if you all wouldn't mind, could we really get on the road with these things? I'm fine. And the more time you diddle-daddle, the more time you swap sentiments, the more time is wasted, and the more powerful he grows. Get on, and let's go. Yes, yes, that's it's for the best. I'll, I'll tell you afterwards, because we'll make it. We're gonna make it. As he's wiping these tears off of his eyes that are just pouring down. All right. You there, dog thing, rat thing, and monkey thing. Climb aboard. And he twirls and transforms into this big old bat again. And then kind of lowers his, his back for Bog and Track and Wes to hop on. Shotgun. Wes takes the best seat. Well, Track already called shotgun, so. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Track is like a dog in a sense. He loves the wind in his fur, loves all the smells. He wants to be in the front. Track is like right in front of where the wings connect to the shoulders, and Wes is like on top of them, so like his legs don't go comfortably down anywhere. Rough. Like he has to sit like like on his knees. Like It's like a middle seat in an airplane. It's just uncomfortable in every way possible. There's not enough room for your legs. And Bog is like behind him facing backwards, and then he grips Skoga and Gordax in his claws and with obvious strain, he lifts off the ground. He starts <laughs> tilting towards one side. <laughs> A little bit, but then he, he directs himself once more toward the dark citadel and you just hear his voice in your mind say, prepare yourselves. This won't be easy. <laughs>